0: Hi, my name is Tracy G, and I'm an inner work coach, NLP trainer and podcaster extraordinaire. Passionate about equality in the world that is more diverse and inclusive, giving each and every one of us the opportunity to be the best version of ourselves. As a biracial woman, I've experienced my fair share of discrimination in the past and come out on top. We all know that discrimination and bias still exists in the world today. And it's not always easy to know what to do about it. This podcast, All One Inclusive, is about celebrating all diversity and being proud of all that you are. I chat with inspiring guests and my friends as we share stories from news sources and listeners from all over the world who have experienced some form of discrimination firsthand. The aim is for us to be able to discuss this issue more openly So it becomes better understood by all and provides tips about what you can do to make a difference. The world may have a lot of catching up to do, but if we can imagine a more equal world, we can create change step by step, ripple by ripple. Hi. 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 Happy hump day. (laughs) How are you? Good. Very good. Um, I trying to think what what exciting. Ooh. What's exciting? Oh well coming up, I am gonna for the first time ever celebrate. It's not really a celebrate a day to celebrate, but anyway. The racing day. What's <laughs> it called? <laughs> Melbourne oh,
1: Day. Melbourne coat Day. Oh, oh
0: my goodness. goodness yeah I was like, I've never bothered. Basically it's just um a horse race, famous mm-hmm. horse race. Spring mm. Carnival, I don't know if it launched it's almost like the launch of the racing season almost mm. um, and it's a big deal in Australia mostly in Victoria, mostly in yeah. Melbourne so mm. much so that they get a public holiday there they, do get, they a public... get a public holiday for this day mm. yeah. now I apologise in advance if I am unfamiliar with the history and it has some deeper meaning but as far as I know it's just about horse racing launching as far as I know that's
1: what it's about
0: that's what it's about Um, nothing more um, significant than that but they get a public holiday and everywhere in Australia even if you're not in Victoria it everybody celebrates they have lunches they do things in works and offices people get dressed up some people take days off and go to fancy elaborate lunches and I've never ever partaken in that other than being in a workplace in work
1: other than being in work you know wearing a
0: fascinator to work that kind of thing
1: Mm. other
0: than in work go down watch the race go back have it have a yay and then go back up and do um yes work but i'm actually taking the day off
1: yeah
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna celebrate wow but really it's mostly a treat to me to get to have a break and just Mm. relax Mm. and um Get dressed up. It's nice to get dressed up sometimes. Yes, a hundred percent. I do like the dressing up. So I do it. like get dressed up sometimes. I just, oh yeah, I just like it. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're a kid. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I loved dressing up. <laughs> um, put your mum's heels on, walking around in the heels that didn't fit your feet. <laughs> Love dressing up. Fancy. It's fun. Ooh. And it's not really changed. Remember, we used to go to lots of fancy dress parties, but I haven't
1: done that for years. I know it was a lot. Oh, yeah, I I didn't really do that much fancy dress until I met you guys. Huh? You guys did it so well. We
0: it did, was... didn't we?
1: Oh my gosh! And yeah. this,
0: we say that like it's in the past. We should do it again. We should do. Yeah. We should have fancy dress again. I maybe know. maybe my next birthday.
1: Yeah, exactly. Being uh, well too um way too. Oh, I don't want to say yeah. So Maybe. I, it was just, no, I was just going to say, when you we do fancy dress, it's just on another level. So. It is on another level. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so it might be time to climb up to that level again. Yeah, we
0: need to get to the level again. Yeah, it's always been yeah, uh, yeah. But what have you been doing? What's been going on yeah. for
1: you? You're yeah, going Long, to Long, yes. Thailand? Is it? Yeah, going to Thailand, yes. Um, Bangkok for the first time. So, yeah exciting but yeah Diwali was on
0: oh Diwali yes. oh did you have lots of sweets I did
1: yes I still have sweets um so which lasts forever but it was it was great. I I,
0: what's, yeah,
1: obviously hmm?
0: what's your favorite sweet
1: oh look I actually like Nimki's the best and they're not sweet they're salty you know like the, yeah Nimki's they're like crunchy things like you eat my mates other sweets but Diwali it's just so so many sweets that actually the salty stuff stands out more so um, yeah it's nice to to do that but um, but I think I like the ritual of like cooking with my mom and stuff you know just yeah and stuff we don't do it at, at the at the level we used to do it um of course and then because you used to have to clean for Diwali as well like the whole house like wiped down the walls and everything it was like such a like production but mom doesn't really do that as much anymore so you could actually just have fun making the sweets and eating the sweets and yeah it doesn't have to come with that added burden of like cleaning your entire life
0: no oh. and yeah. did you say it's like the one of the biggest hindu festivals
1: it is, yeah. It's like the new year, so mm. um, yeah. I mean, it would be awesome to to go and see it in India. I think because yeah. it would be on steroids, you know, yeah. um, it, because it's pretty big in Fiji as well. Like, right, it, it's, it's the holiday, and yeah, so it's pretty nice. But I reckon India would be huge, and I want to do holi in India. I think that would be awesome.
0: Do what in India?
1: Holi, you know, the, the festival of colors. You know, when people, <gasps> yeah. I reckon we would all love doing that. It that looks amazing. awesome. Yes, exactly. Yes. So we should put that
0: on our bucket list. We should we list. put that on our bucket list, absolutely. love
1: to
0: do that. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's me. I'm, gonna, I'm going first today, aren't I? Yeah. With our story. Mm. This is really interesting, and I've, I've seen so, many, so much research on this, but I'll talk about it in a minute. But the title of this news article is, My Ethnicity Helped Me Get a Job. Is that a good thing? Mm. I always include my mother's maiden name on my resume. It gives me a better chance, says a friend with an Asian mother and white father. Mm. Diversity is on trend. Mm. I've seen my manager ignore applications with European names. Mm. That's not not a fair go, is it? Getting a leg up because of ethnicity. Landing Mm. a job is already hard as it is. Endless applications, interviews, and rejections. There are tricks to being noticed by employers. Messaging a friend in the industry, on LinkedIn, using school connections, asking relatives for a summer gig. Dolling up the resume so it floats to the top. Team player? Sure. Skilled at Excel? Why not? But when a candidate ticks the culturally and linguistically diverse box, suddenly... Hmm meritocracy is dead they're cheating the system they're stealing a job from someone more qualified the trend of diversity hiring has come out a convenient time in my career the beginning i got my start in newsrooms through a media diversity australia placement program for culturally and linguistically diverse students aimed at increasing minority visibility in australian newsrooms with notable exceptions the australian media is overwhelmingly white as was the rest of my university cohort. So I applied, despite my unease. However, soon after I was accepted, guilt began to snowball. Although the programme involved rigorous interviews, I wondered if I deserved to be rewarded for attributes outside my control. Why do I deserve special treatment? Mm. But when I joined the workforce, I noticed there's not always a fair go. In recruiting and promoting, managers can often choose someone who reflects their ideals, their politics and culture. I saw a limited variety of ethnicities reflected in the industry, particularly in leading roles. Even if managers aren't consciously discriminating in the hiring process, the whiteness of most newsrooms is self-evident. When 51.5% of Australians are first or second generation migrants, that is a problem. To address this disparity, some organizations are adopting diversity hiring initiatives. It's good news for my career, but it has led to many uncomfortable conversations. After ticking the diversity box in an application, I was surprised when it was brought up in a job interview. I felt ashamed and pressured to prove I was more than a diversity hire. Mm -hmm. Don't worry, I won't be the token Arab of the office, I said, laughing nervously. I wanted to be hired because I'm a hard worker, not become a signpost of virtue signalling. Oh, that's ridiculous. This sort of programme doesn't need to exist, a man said after finding out how I got my start in the industry. The most qualified person should get the job. You're playing the victim. It became exhausting to navigate conversations with people who appeared threatened by moves to increase staff diversity. Why should someone get a role over me just because they wear something on their head? A woman with European background asked, alluding to a Muslim employee. I feel like white men are really struggling to get a job right now. She believed diversification of the workforce meant jobs were being stolen from people more deserving. This invalidates marginalized people's talents that otherwise would go untapped, given that they are not privy to the opportunities afforded to many other people. This resentment has at times, led me to downplay my ethnicity, the fear of confrontation, when I should be advocating my unique perspective. When a team is culturally rich, whether that be in Parliament, a law firm, or a newsroom, innovation and compassion are stimulated. When Brooke Boney, a Gamilaroy Gomeroy, woman and Channel 9 presenter, said on the today show i can't separate the 26th of january from the fact that my brothers are more likely to go to jail than they are to school wow she's obviously a first nations um australian lady um it was powerful her personal voice struck a chord and started a national conversation similarly with our most diverse federal parliament yet most australians might feel less disillusioned or distrustful of the government because they're seeing themselves and their issues represented the green diversity tick is necessary i'm willing to cope with the downsides of affirmative action because of the opportunities i've been granted i've worked hard to make the best of them what would feel worse than guilt over being a diversity hire is not being given a chance at all Getting into journalism is no mean feat. Succeeding once you're there is a greater challenge. I took an opportunity and built a career. That's that's a positive outcome that likely wouldn't have happened without the program. And for that, I shouldn't have to apologize. There you go. Oh, wow. To me, this is so much here.
1: Mm, Yes. But, yeah, I, I think programs like this are completely necessary. Because it's not even about talent and all of that, because those people wouldn't have even had a chance. Like, forget about talking about the talent and what they're capable of, whatever. They would never have been interviewed in the first place. So I think for me, it's just about letting these people come in and interview and tell them, tell the, the people hiring about themselves. That's, that's all it is. They're obviously not going to hire someone who doesn't have the skills and can't do the job, but it's letting them through the door at least to have the conversation. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And it's kind of, it isn't, it, it is, isn't, I totally, I totally, I remember when I was at college studying to go to university, there was this initiative to get more women in science. Mm. So, there's, you know, science and engineering actually. And um, this company sent, came to our college and said, Anyone we want more women in engineering and science. So they went to the sciences subjects to mm. tell this idea. And they had all these initiatives. And one of them was to go and spend a week at the university in the engineering department, doing all these really fun activities. And I went.
1: Mm. And
0: at that point, I wanted to do medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time I'd done this week um, in an engineering um, department in the university I wanted to be an engineer <laughs> <laughs> I actually started an engineering degree
1: oh did you yeah did I
0: started you? engineering as a degree I didn't last long I lasted a semester but anyway <laughs> not,
1: the point, but yeah. um,
0: not the point it was this this you know initiative it was because I loved the, the uni I wanted to go to that university and I loved I just had such a great time yeah. um, but anyway but also part of the initiative was to go to like um, a conference in London, which was kind of like women in engineering thing as well. Mm. Um, and it was a big fancy shindig and going from a small town in the north of England to this big fancy shindig. Basically I was a diversity, mm. what do you call it? Yeah. And I remember being, and this is how I remember feeling. I remember being at this conference and it was really great and it was very elaborate, lots of, I guess names in the industry when I wouldn't know that I just got Mm -hmm. the feeling opportunity. It was networking, you know, had I really understood the idea then, which I had no idea. It was really about networking, getting a mentor, um, Mm -hmm. knowing people in the industry, giving, getting you opportunities yeah yeah for for university and for placements because that's what you would be doing anyway so that was what it was about but I had no idea that was was about I was going to a fancy party in London Mm, yeah but I did feel weird because I was like well once I was like one of the youngest people there but there was other young people there also I was only black I felt like I was the only black person there were very few people Mm. of color there yeah and definitely there was hardly any women there
1: yes yeah yeah. So I
0: just felt and I remember thinking, feeling slightly uncomfortable and thinking, I'm just here because I'm a woman oh. or I'm just here because I'm a black woman.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that doesn't do good yeah. things for your self-esteem. And I, I can see that person's talking about it. He's, he's a man, I think. Mm-hmm. But the feeling you feel like an imposter, you know, imposter syndrome. Lots of people experience it. But mm-hmm. I think it's a whole nother level when you're a minority mm-hmm. yeah. because when you have these initiatives um, to encourage a fairer more diverse hiring practices mm-hmm. whether it's into courses like women in engineering science engineering whether it's into jobs and industry then you can you, that imposter system can be very very strong mm-hmm. and especially when you hear things like people going oh you know stealing our jobs and mm-hmm. It's so hard for a white person to get a job or a white man or whatever. Mm. I'm just like, really? Yeah, no. And, and like you say, they would never even get an interview. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's true. And yeah. then and looking at the statistics, I can't remember exactly what they are, but essentially saying that you've got a non-Anglo sounding name, and you're applying for jobs. Mm. Same qualifications, the same experience. They did an experiment. Mm. changing the names
1: yeah. what do you think happens yeah i'm guessing the anglo names got interviews the
0: anglo names so get the names interviews easy. yeah exactly yeah. simply by changing the names yeah um and it's that whole thing we talked about before about that affinity bias mm. yeah. where people like you mm. more politically culturally looking like you you just you have that affinity towards them mm. And that's just the fact. It's a bias that we have, and but even like you, you know, you're saying they wouldn't even get to doors. So we need this, and then they mm-hmm. get interviewed. If they get an interview. You still got affinity bias in play. Yeah. Even yeah. if they get an interview. Yeah. So, I I get how uncomfortable positive discrimination is because I've felt it myself. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable, and you have to battle with the feeling of the imposter. Her, people people's views about whether you're you have the skill whether you deserve Mm -hmm. to be there
1: yeah but you probably do I mean you know
0: you probably work probably work very hard to be there Mm. um but yeah it's so it's one of those things so it's like I don't like positive discrimination because it has those things associated with it but how else do you readdress the imbalance
1: yeah to look at it another way, I don't know, and I don't know much about this, but I've heard about it. But say, for example, in India, you have the caste system, right? And um, you have the the lowest caste, I think, the Dalits, the the untouchable, the Dalit. Um, I think they are now. Um, so now it's I think there are workplaces that are mandated. They they have positions for this caste now. It's mandatory to hire someone of that caste because you're trying to. Like positively, you know, impact a group of people that was so negatively impacted before, and you're helping them change their situation. You know, now they can get proper jobs and and you know try and you know break the cycle of poverty and and all of that. So if you look at it in that way, it's actually really important. Sometimes I guess it might be tokenistic because you're only hiring one person or something when there are, I imagine, many more capable people of the same class but it's a step that has to be taken right that and to say something like oh you're taking other people's positions when you're hiring from that class that just it sounds ridiculous so yeah it's it's a positive form of discrimination that i don't know i think is very necessary Mm. to write an imbalance
0: yeah it's to write an imbalance i think when you have when you have such an imbalance Hmm. it takes almost not an extreme but a more a significant Mm. I don't know critical mass to 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 get anywhere near the balance and sometimes you might go too far mm. but it's like this act but we're already so far apart and that's why we need
1: I don't think we could. I mean I, I can't imagine I don't think I've ever seen a workplace where I've gone oh there's not enough white people here you know what I mean I just even in my industry that uh, you know the health industry is actually very multicultural multicultural because there's lots of people of color there's lots of you know it's very diverse um but not to the point where I am like oh there's not enough white people in this room mm. I've, I've still been in rooms where you know I'm the only woman or I'm the only woman of color so mm. I'm just like you know that that's not a thing so mm. well hasn't been so far I don't think no. yeah
0: well. no, it's just yeah it's very I one of these topics that I'm like this with mm. in my inside myself because I've I i do not like the feeling who like who wants to feel yeah like they don't have the skills and talent mm. but they're only there because of their ethnicity
1: or yeah.
0: background
1: no or wants even to having like to try harder than everybody else just because you're that like and that's that's the
0: that whole proving yourself yeah yeah oh honestly that's what like people pleasing self worth oh. Yeah. you'd be there all day with yeah. those unique problems that it mm. brings up for people. Yeah, women as well. And it's it's, it's the same with, and then we've had that. Women have had that because that's where I feel like that's what, kind of where it started to get women into things to to level up the gender imbalance. Yeah, so I think that's why women suffer from imposter syndrome so much. Mm. Yeah, um, that's one of the reasons I believe. But then, but when you think about the reality of how people get work, Mm. regardless of what, forget the whole ethnicity culture. It is, I, my friend, you know, it is. Let's be honest. Yeah. It's who you know. Often it's like who you know. Yeah. That's why networking is such a critical part of progressing in your career or field. Yeah. Because it's who you know. It's making those connections yeah and it's and that's why it's important to have diverse mm, yeah um it not be so monocultural yes if your friendships then, are monocultural and you're not um connecting with more diverse people then that's that's who you're going to be working with
1: yeah actually I found um randomly I did find an article somewhere that just said in terms of dating like if if I'm going to date you and you're Friend group is only like you have no people of colour in your friend group. Like it's a like a bit of a red flag or something. And I like, oh, was wow. oh, like, oh wow. I'm
0: like, oh wow. Like I've not got that many friends that are not white. Mm. Different mm. cultures and backgrounds.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yes.
0: But not I'd like to I'd like to address that. So yeah. anybody want to be my friend? <laughs> 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 uh just well, like that. Not yeah. since, I'm just trying to think. But, it, but it's circumstantial
1: mm. as
0: well. Yeah. And I think because I grew up in a white neighborhood. I went to school yeah. with only white people. Yeah. Um. So it's not surprising that my childhood friends are white. Um. I mean, obviously my dad is not white. And then, you know, but my dad lived in a different town. And yeah. then I would go to visit him. And I'd visit lots of his friends, mostly black, mm. all of them his sons are mostly black and they had black children and would be friends with them, but we live too far away to have a, yeah, like a, you know, a long time, long-term connection.
1: Yeah. It's just interesting. Yeah.
0: Very, very interesting.
1: Even food wise, I think even in the office, if you have a culturally diverse group of people working together, if you have a potluck, it's just going to be better tasting potluck. Is that a potlet
0: where everybody brings in food?
1: Yes, exactly. Like, it just tastes better. So the very basic level, that's what you need, you know. Yeah. Otherwise, everybody's going to bring fairy bread and meat pie. That's... <laughs> that's I bring fairy bread by the way. Um, Otherwise, you can't tell random story. Even, you know, I love entertaining people about with that story that I had, you know, in, in I think it was primary school where I went over to a fr- she wasn't my friend actually she was a classmate who I had to do a project with um and you know and her mum walked in at one point and was like right you ready for tea and I was like oh yeah it was like five o'clock 5 30 like sounds good and we all sat around the table and when we sat down I'm thinking this is weird because why are we sitting down to have tea like it just doesn't make sense to me right and then she puts some- a plate of like fish and chips in front of me. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Because everybody started eating. I was like, all right. So I ate my fish and chips and you know, whatever. Then I went home and I remember telling my mom this story. Like, it was so bizarre. Her me just going, like scratching our heads, going, what do you mean there was? And I was like, and the biggest thing, there was no tea. like I wonder what they did with the tea and then of course realizing that tea was dinner and I just yeah. did dinner at someone's house
0: yeah that's interesting because that's exactly what in the UK that's a thing yeah. tea time yeah it's nothing to do with tea exactly yeah tea You're time really, was yeah. dinner time and yeah I never even thought about it until um I think yeah. that was only when I moved here I don't know why it's different here but people don't call tea time I think that's why because people don't use that term here tea time it's yeah, not it's not
1: very yeah they were very i guess <laughs> yeah but it was just and plus they were eating at like 5 30 which i would never do you know yeah i would eat much later, so um it just didn't occur that that was dinner but uh,
0: yeah yeah breakfast lunch and dinner but it was tea your mum be like home be home for tea
1: yes be sure yeah. home
0: for your tea um, yeah so that is um yeah that's i can understand that that was very funny <clears throat> But the you... confusion about why there was no tea.
1: Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you won't get stories, wonderful stories like that. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but um, yes, I have another good story.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, from the Good News Network, um, and it's about a towering statue that's unveiled in London in honor of a national hero, you probably never heard of. Mm. So. Um, Alongside Captain James Cook and Winston Churchill, a new statue in London's iconic South Bank honours a British hero, um, not likely known even to the British themselves. So unsung hero Joe Newbury, Newbury, 52, stands um, at South Bank in recognition of efforts in the child foster care system and youth special needs soccer. The statue was commissioned by a snack bar brand Kind Snacks. The nationwide hashtag #MyKindHeroSearch was launched earlier this year to uncover the UK's kindest hero, and Newbury was um, received nearly 500 heartwarming um, nominations, led by her husband of 21 years, Chris. The statue stands four metres tall on South Bank. Observation point and was created using a 3D technology from uh, recycled material. I love this whole 3D printing. I've never seen it, but I want to see it. Sounds cool. It's it's also surreal. I can't believe it. Said Joe. I just um got I just get on with my day today and never stop ever stop to think about the wider impact that I may be having. All I think about is the children and making sure they feel happy and included and safe. So Joe from East Yorkshire has fostered an astounding 92 children to date over the course of a two-decade volunteering career. Wow. She went on to adopt a child with additional needs while supporting and caring for her husband, Chris, during his battle with pancreatic cancer. Man. Um, She is the really fun auntie you never knew that you wanted but you really actually needed because without her, I have no idea um, where I would have gone. Say, Sophie, one of Joe's foster children. She's also co-founder of Bart, in, Barton Inclusive Football Club um, Hull. Hull, yeah. Oh right, <laughs> <laughs> it's a place. It's a place. <laughs> it's awesome, <place. laughs> <Also> great. <laughs> Consisting of three um, competitive pan disability football teams for children and young adults in the area which the coaches say just don't exist anywhere else in the region so um joe's statue holds 92 balloons with one hand each symbolizing one child she has fostered and a pair of children's um soccer cleats
0: cleats yeah.
1: yeah in the other while resting her foot on a soccer ball i'm so honored to be chosen as the UK's kind hero and for my husband Chris to have nominated me without my knowing. The world is so full of sadness and anger and I just hope that people can see what an impact kindness has on others. Um, to me, Jo is the most amazing, kind and selfless woman in the world. So when I saw um, hashtag my kind hero call out, I had to put her forward, said Chris, to have her recognised and identified as UK's kind hero makes me burst with pride. Oh very
0: sweet that's so sweet, and see I can see there's a photograph
1: mm. of um
0: her Joe Newbie is Newby. it a newbie Newbie
1: mm. yeah oh that's really kids. that's that's amazing
0: I know that's incredible when it says cleats, she's holding like football boots. I don't know why it said cleats, but that's what she's holding mm. in one hand the balloons in the other, and I think obviously the lady stood next to her is her
1: yeah so. yeah
0: oh that's so cool and they, and to me these are these are the kind of people that need to be like saints mm. if you're religious
1: mm.
0: I'm sure she's not perfect but she's, she's yeah got a lot of love to give clearly
1: yeah fostering is a is a whole other level of I don't know kindness I think so Ninety-two
0: kids or what? Ninety-two kids, and then this whole is this that she um was it pan what do you call it?
1: Pan disability.
0: Pan disability football team. Yeah,
1: Yeah. that's
0: amazing. She founded it. Yeah. So I guess for children and young adults in the area with with a variety of disabilities and abilities, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I'm so happy that she got that. That's so incredible.
1: Mm-hmm. I love
0: the fact we celebrate people. That's what we need to do more of, celebrate more people like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Not just the conquerors and the queen mm-hmm. or whatever.
0: I don't think there's that mm-hmm. many women statues other than the queen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's that many we- we- statues of women that we mm-hmm. celebrate. Mm. I hope that stays like that.
1: Because Unless you have those ones where they're almost headless or something, and it's just <laughs> appreciation of another kind.
0: I hope that's a permanent thing. That's amazing.
1: Oh, surely it would be
0: permanent. Right? Mm. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah, yeah. If I ever go go back, if I when I go and visit London, I'm going to get a picture taken next to that.
1: Oh, I can't wait to go back to England. I the shopping
0: i'm talking of england yeah. I can't believe that liz trust is out after four it was it 41 days 44 days 44 days she resigned right mm.
1: which means she still gets the pension i go crazy i think i saw it somewhere that if she claims her pension and it starts now it's not from retirement age it literally starts now um from now till i think it's like 81 or 89 which is you know the standard you know, age in England for women, and she would have received close to like $4 million. I need
0: to be prime Doing a
1: terrible job. I like, need
0: to be Prime Minister for like two weeks.
1: I know, right? Me too. How can I make that happen?
0: But, um, do you know, it just scares me that people are Prime Minister these days. Back in the day, you felt like that there were, there were people with experience and skill as yeah. well as the, the yeah. passion. But at the minute, I just feel like it's people that want power mm. and have no mm. skills. Yeah, just pe- they just know people. Yeah, like let's say you get jobs, who mm. you know.
1: hundred uh, percent.
0: And if you think about who the people making those decisions, upon you in, in that those opportunities, mm. there's a lot of white men, I have to say.
1: Oh yeah. Um, if you look at Bo- Boris Johnson's like resume, it's appalling. Oh. Just even, even in his, like, the companies he's led and the positions he's done, it's just terrible And you're like, this man's prime minister. Like, it just... It's scary, isn't it? Well, it sense like, it really does it.
0: And there's some businesses out there where I think those business leaders, I know they're hmm. part of, like, a, a business, but they would be way better prime ministers.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think my boss would be a way better prime minister. I mean, she'd be affecting change every minute and it's hard to keep up with her. <laughs>
0: but
1: she'd be way better person yeah. still.
0: Yeah. I don't know what, how we end up, well, you know, really. we I don't know how we end up here, but I guess it's like people, it's this whole, I'm not political. People that say I'm not political. I just think, really? <laughs> Everybody's political. Because yeah. I, you're either that or you're dead. You mm-hmm. don't have an opinion on anything. Mm, you don't yeah. care about your life and what happens to you yeah I so know. you have to be political in that way
1: um but I also think politics isn't set up for like hard-working honest people because yeah. it grinds you down so much <laughs> I, I genuinely think like you know because you spend half your time like AOC and stuff in the US they spend half their time de- defending themselves against people who think they're imposters and stuff and don't deserve to be there and our diversity hires and stuff like that, they spend half their time answering stupid questions, you know. So, yeah, I can imagine if you're you're a good person and you want to be in politics. It's
0: not easy. I just see you need a lot of connections, a lot of funding. But yeah. yeah I was just seeing, I just was looking before and there was all these candidates for the next, the November elections, like governor, candidate for governor, yeah. candidate, what else do they have? What do they call it? The, not the House of Commons, that's the UK.
1: What, mm. what, oh, here. No, in How's America. Oh. Yeah. Whatever they call it. Yeah.
0: Governors and whatever they have. In the Senate. Is it the Senate? Yeah,
1: yeah maybe the Senate.
0: But yeah, there was a lot of women, um, diverse, all back, different backgrounds, sexual mm. orientation, gender, mm. um, going for positions which is great but I don't know it's not easy no because it's not just a matter of being popular in your own city or state yeah it's, and, well it is but it's been popular people have the money for any funding
1: mm, campaigns yeah. need to be funded I feel like it's ridiculous that people can buy you know vote, like votes by buy your vote or buy the can yeah
0: well if you think about it you're no. going to nominate. You num. You give money to a worthy cause, whether it's charity, mm. blah blah blah, because you believe in that principle. You believe mm. in that cause. It's the same. Mm. I mean, it isn't. It isn't like that's part of it, isn't it? You're going to donate money because you believe in this mm. yeah. person's ideals and values. Yeah,
1: that's well, a yeah. Of Even line. if the
0: ideals and values is that the rich need to be richer.
1: Yeah,
0: we need, And there's no such thing as climate change. They're they're ideals and values that people hold. So. If you agree with that, you're going to sponsor, you're going to give them money, aren't you?
1: Yeah. I don't know. Just. just there has it is. to be a better way of doing it instead of that. All right. Well,
0: when, when you've thought of it, share. <laughs> thought of it, share. Because, you know, the alternatives are um, dictatorships or communism.
1: I would love, I, you know what I would love? I would love just, like, say you're voting for Borkham Hills mayor or something, whatever the hell it is, right, MP, member of parliament, and you just go around and you go, you look at, I don't know, certain things. Maybe they haven't got a criminal record.
0: You look at certain know. things, which means you mean? Yeah,
1: like a person that doesn't have criminal records, right? right. You're okay. All in a room or something, and then you go, right, you there, you get to be mayor, and then that person has to do it. You know what I mean?
0: No, I don't know what you mean.
1: <laughs> that would be like, cool. Because then you'd be like, and then you do the same with the Prime Minister. You'd be like you over there on the street or whatever.
0: Oh, well, you, you just go out into the world and you look yeah. at
1: people. You're
0: just looking at people who have got... Yes. And a good experience. Exactly. About, like like you, you just say, right, teachers. you have to be prime minister. Yeah. Like Is that what you
1: mean? And all the, like, you know, whatever, right? You put them all in, a, they're not psychopaths. Yeah. They're like good people and they have good homes. They have a good credit score. They haven't killed their parents or, you know, murdered their children or anything like that. And you go, right, you over there, you need to be prime minister. And you're like, you have to do it for two years or whatever, three years. And you're like, you know, like a little. And how would you feel in- if
0: somebody said you have to be Prime Minister? Yeah, I'd be
1: pissed. Because <laughs> <it. laughs> I feel like I had other things I wanted to do with my life. But you know what I mean? I feel like that would be like more equitable and more like whatever. Yeah, I think so. And I think because I think the average person, generally speaking, has good kindness and whatever, you know, and wouldn't try and screw the country. Mm. you know whereas I feel like some people in the in power actually go around trying to screw the country you know like burn it to the ground or something yeah oh so that yeah that's my idea all right that's a
0: good idea that actually
1: yeah I I stopped stopped my
0: that. dog barking
1: hmm. yeah it could be like the national award like that that what well, we just talked about the tissue thing I mean the tissue the, st- <laughs> the statue thing right everybody- <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Um, Everybody, like, nominates someone, like a good person. Oh, like everybody
0: nominates yeah, someone to be prime person. minister.
1: That's a better, better idea. Oh. Yeah, because you go, I know Tracy. She's a great person. She would make a great prime minister. So you put her name in the hat. Yeah, but she didn't want to out. be prime minister. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter um, and you sell it because you're like hey at least you get a pension afterwards so you do good job and then you'll get a pension but afterwards. that is kind of how it works now yeah i don't think so because people don't have it's you don't have to you don't even have to be bloody qualified like you know you just have to come from the right place i don't think close <laughs> jumping is qualified because
0: i ever think about
1: sorry my dog is driving me nuts
0: if you think about um I'm going to have to put him into the room.
1: Uh-huh. He doesn't stop uh-huh.
0: If you think about the, um, the, late, the last election, local elections, it was all them campaigning, you getting to know them. But most of the supporters would be people they knew. Yeah, exactly. Like, canvassing on their behalf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're too funny. <laughs> all right, we need to move on because you yes.
1: too long okay um <laughs> let's end on that note people who, who are hot should be in public office yeah <laughs> even if in the country down you can at least have something nice to look at
0: in me in Meenal's opinion okay <laughs> all right so we'll do, what would you do yes okay we can do a what would you would you do right so me mm. a white coworker says to a newly hired woman of colour, and this could be newly hired Asian person, newly hired minority person, could be any, mm. your name is really hard to pronounce, do you go by something else? What would you do?
1: Ah, oh, jeez. yeah. Actually, this is so hypocritical because... Oh, let's, let's hear
0: the hypocritical. I like the
1: hypocritical. What, yeah, because the, the guy I'm seeing, can't, according to him, I can't pronounce his name very well. <laughs> so I call him by, you know, his initials, which is fine because it mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. But I think that's bullshit, to be honest. I think you can learn. If you can learn to pronounce Daenerys Targaryen, mm-hmm.
0: Daenerys Targaryen. Is that on the on the new um, Game of Thrones thing?
1: No, isn't she Khaleesi? Isn't that Khaleesi? I oh, I don't know. Daenerys. Well, it's still
0: Game of Thrones, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, if you can learn those Dothraki names and whatever, like surely you can learn a name. I think you just got to like learn how to pronounce it. So I think we just start off with, no, you can't call me Bob. Like I'm sorry, yeah. but no, it's <laughs> not going to work. And yeah. you're just going to have to make an effort to pronounce my name. Yeah. And do the best that you can. Yeah. You know? I think if
0: people are trying, I don't care if get yeah. it wrong, as long as they're trying.
1: Yeah. No. Hundred yeah. um, percent. And and I think it helps if you you should be helping people along. I do believe. You know, because lots of people can't say my name, and so and especially the way I want it said. Because yeah. I think there are different ways of pronouncing it, and so if you even want your name said in a different way, you have, you're going to have to help people out and and tell them, you know, what's the easiest way? Like renal, it is like renal, but with an M. Mm. That's fine. So then people know, and it's easier, or however you know, um, it is because yeah, um, it's a silly, it's a lazy excuse.
0: I don't. Uh, I, I'm I'm with you. I think. You, you just do your best to pronounce their name it's practice right yeah and I, I yeah. actually always ask people when it's clear that they have two names so when they say oh my name's John uh, and then and then I see on an official document or something that their name is something else yes and and I read that name and think well that's an easy name to pronounce why are you calling yeah. yourself John and they go oh it's just easier yeah exactly. I, I hear that a lot yeah, especially no. with Asian names. Yes, I was like, really? I don't think your name is difficult to pronounce at all. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a two way thing here. Yeah. Gonna give people the chance. Yeah. Not assume that people can't spell your name or say your name, pronounce your name. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then just yeah, get used to it. Hmm. Help people. Give them yeah. a helping hand with that. Yes. Um. But what would you say to say this was your coworker? What would you say to them?
1: no I and you know I understand I get names wrong all the time mostly because I forget what your name is but um you just got to try harder that's like no I think you need to try and pronounce the name and if you're really really stressed about it ask them and yeah. say it back and then say it back
0: again. actually well something I used to do at work because we I worked you know because I was a regional manager I worked with lots of Asian countries yeah. i not even just Asian countries Russia and Turkey were in there as well. And actually, I struggled most with the Turkish names. Yeah. Mm. Because the Turkish names, um, if I read them as a, with an English eye, they were not said how they were written. So what I used to do is I used to ask them, how do you say your name? And I always used to write it in English as it sounded to me. Mm. And then I would put it in brackets. For me, personally, yeah. how you spelled the name. So I always spelled the name right. And then how it sounded out to me if I was saying it. That's what Mm -hmm. I used to do um, to help me say their names correctly. Like, for example, there was a lady called
1: Berju. Berju? Berju.
0: Turkish. Mm -hmm. And and it was spelled in a way that wasn't, it's a bit like the Irish Irish name thing. I wouldn't wouldn't have pronounced it like that. So I had to write, spell it a different way for me so then I could say it yeah Her name was Berju but it was spelled a completely different way yeah.
1: and just for um for all us ethnics out there do you have patience with with people who are of ethnic background but grew up somewhere else so we'll butcher your name even though I should know how to say it
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like yeah have patience with other people from I think of the same ethnic backgrounds.
1: Mm. And I
0: like, always have this name conversation before. Like my surname, I don't particularly think it's difficult to say. It's, yeah. it's actually spelled how you say it.
1: Yeah.
0: Gandu. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I can imagine you could spell it with two O's or with an O instead of a U, mm. but it's still pronounced the same. Yeah.
1: Definitely.
0: So I can understand misspellings, but I can never understand how you can't say it, Gandu. <laughs> I just really, I just, I did, have had it the other day. It's Tracy Gandu And then I did, oh, I couldn't even tell you. (laughs) It was just, what? How did you get that? Anyway, so why it matters. Well, this statement is disrespectful because it suggests that some names and therefore people are not worth taking the time to get to know. Yeah. It can also make the new hire feel like an outsider. Signalling that she has to change who she is in order to fit in at work. Well, he or she, because I've said so many times. So that's why it matters.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: could repeat the name, demonstrating that it's not hard to pronounce, mm-hmm. or point out to your coworker that it's a sign of respect to pronounce someone's name correctly. Mm-hmm. You can also explain why it matters, which is it's disrespectful, suggest the names aren't worth mm-hmm. um, taking the time to get to to know uh, which implies they're not either um, your white colleague may be falling into the trap of considering white sounding names as the norm hmm. and therefore not realize how inappropriate their question is if their own name has always been easy for classmates and colleagues to pronounce they may never have had their name questioned like this hmm. and not understand how it feels if we get a name I get, because I guess we live here, I get names all the time that may not be so easy to pronounce the first time I hear it. Yeah,
1: exactly. But
0: I feel like have to make an effort. Yes. I think there's two things, though, with this, that story we talked about earlier. There's people using Anglo-sounding names on purpose mm. because they, it gives them more opportunities. Yes. And then also because it may be difficult to pronounce the name. There's mm. two things behind that. Yeah, could be both, either or. Either. There you go. Have you had any names you found difficult to pronounce?
1: I've had so many names uh, difficulty pronouncing, but um, clearly the person I'm dating right now, I just <laughs> and I have the most difficult time pronouncing his last name and he says it's all right October is the month to pronounce his first name and then we'll get on to his middle name and then we'll get on to his last name so there you go What well,
0: are all the names hard,
1: difficult to pronounce well he, he just says I'm not saying it properly
0: <laughs> he needs to be patient with you
1: I know exactly and sometimes I get it wrong and then sometimes he's like oh now you put the Aussie accent on there and I'm like Oh
0: well you will see. You're gonna yes. say it's Nazi accent.
1: Yes, so this is the way exactly. it is. Yes. And he's re um redoing my friends' names because obviously, you know, some of my friends are in you know of Indian descent and they have Indian names, but we don't pronounce it in the Indian way. So he's like, you don't that's not it's Amrita. And I'm like, no. Oh no. Ambalita. So yeah, Amrita. Like, no, it's Amrita. <laughs> like,
0: Ambalita. See, that's yeah. different that's okay because. It's still, it's still the essence of the name.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You don't
0: change your name to Amanda.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be different. <laughs> oh, jeez, oh, but yeah. I'm
0: a I mean, yeah. I couldn't pronounce it the Indian way either.
1: Yeah. Bita. Bita. My mum still says it like that. She'll, she'll say, I'm really And I'm like, uh. no.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't. But I mean, getting it very close I think he's good enough
1: Ooh, yes or when you like in Bridgerton and they're like Miss Sharma no they're like Miss Sharma Sharma or something I'm like what are they trying to say and then you're like oh Sharma <laughs> Sharma yeah it's Sharma right. so but yeah but I, I get why that happens. okay
0: all right I think we've nodded anyway. on a bit long yes so it's good talking to you as usual yeah. yeah. I'd be interested mm-hmm. to hear from other people how they handle the name pronunciation if that's been a problem in the past for them. Mm-hmm. Love to hear how they handle that. Do they just change their name to something Anglo or if they use their name or if you've got any funny stories around it, that would be even better. Yes. yes. I would love to hear. All right, until next time. See you soon. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you have as much fun with us today as we did. If what you heard resonated with you, don't forget to show the love and like our YouTube channel, All One with Tracy G. Give us a five-star rating on whichever podcast platform is lucky enough to have this episode because they rock too. Feel free to email stories or questions at alloneinclusive at gmail.com and sign up for my newsletter if updating yourself about everything which goes down sounds like something right up your alley at tracygandu.com. Until the next time, see ya!